Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. We are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Happy Memorial Day weekend, John. Yay. Are you getting time off? Yeah. Yeah, I have Memorial Day off. Nice. I mean, I have Memorial Day off just because I have Mondays off. In, anyway, yeah. In general. But now you get another day. But yeah, now I get also Wednesday off. So yeah, yeah. I have a five-day weekend and nothing to do. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the beaches that reach capacity at 11 a.m. And you could go to the parks that reach capacity at 11 a.m. And you could go to the outdoor patios that you need a reservation for that reach capacity at 11 a.m. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be fun. I wanted to get my hair cut this weekend, but that's not going to happen either. Nope. I mean, you can. There's razors in the in the bathroom there. You just just buzz it. I mean, yeah, I could. I I actually looked it up. I was like, can you cut your hair with your beard trimmer? And they're like, you can if you want to destroy your beard trimmer. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, you okay. need you need like a like a full on plug in, like electric razor, not a trimmer. Yeah, because uh, like you could do it. It'd just take a really 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 long time. Yeah, and it would get stuck every so often. I just want the hair stopping in my ears that's like my biggest thing hmm. well you can use the trimmer to get the hair hair out of your ears i would think yeah and that then it would just okay. have like short sideburns and long everything there else. you go <laughs> it's like the uh the simpsons episode with the baseball players where mr burns keeps telling wade boggs to shave his sideburns and like he comes in the last day and it's just like he just gets rid of all of the hair in the ear path and he's like hey, what, what did i tell you about those sideburns get out of here you're off the team and he's like i don't understand Yes, that's what I would have. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. Yeah. Done deal. Problem solved. No one's going to see me, so it's not like it really matters. They, well, I mean, I'll, I'll see you and I'll stop make fun of you. That's fine. So if that's what you want, that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> if that's what I want. Yes, yeah. I want you to make fun of me every time you see me. Yeah, for your bu- <laughs> for your weird buzzed haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have done it normally, but you opted to just do the sideburns straight to the top. Yeah. Are you going to connect them? Are you going to go over the top? So I have like a like a headphone band? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do, you're, you're prepping for your head to morph like the video gamer of the future. Yeah. Yeah, you're just putting the exact line where you want your head to be deformed. Or preempting it just by saying, please don't flatten my hair in that area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done deal. It's perfect. You figured it out. You're already (laughs) bracing for your gamer of the future body type. I'm sure... We're all going to have it, so you might as well get a a jumpstart. According to this thing, yeah. Yeah. I already have the hunched rolled shoulders, so I'm on my way. Done deal. No cankles yet, though. Oh, that's soon. That's coming. I do walk to the bathroom. <laughs> so it's coming. It's coming for all of us. There's nothing you could do to stop it. No. There's nothing you can do. Um, but since you're you're practicing for your body posture of the gamer of the future, you're doing it playing video games. So what did you play this week? So I achieved a milestone this week. Uh, I have fully completed the Pokedex and Yay! Pokemon Shield. So I have all 400 Pokemon uh, minus like one. Joe and I just swapped the legendaries because on the... Um, on the Switch, in order to get both of the legendaries, you either have to buy home uh, or like pay for a PlayStation Home or a PlayStation uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Home, Pokemon yeah. Home, or have a second Switch because the cartridge doesn't save the game. This game is saved to the system, and uh, like swapping game saves through systems is like still arduous and impossible mm-hmm. with the Nintendo Cloud service. So I would either have to buy another Switch or. Um, and another copy of the game, and then either put it on home or another Switch. So I mean, home is the easiest method, because I think you can put individual, like, you could put a couple Pokemon through home. Yeah, I think we looked it up, and it was like, you could have three. There is a free tier of yeah. it. Um, so you'd be able to trade the one that you needed to move it into home and then move it into the other game. Yeah. Um, that probably wouldn't be that hard. And even if you had to pay for it, it's like three bucks for one month, so you would 
pay three bucks to transfer it, which is like whatever. Right. But I, I don't think buying a, another Switch was ever a realistic option on the table for you. No, and like I was even thinking about it, I was like, I could have a Switch Lite, so I could be like Joe and have one on the go, and then have one where you like, going? in my system. And then I was just like, Where are you going? What the fuck am I gonna do with two yeah. of them? Joe at least brings his to work. I mean, he's working the whole time. I don't know why he brings it. Obviously, in case any of his bosses are listening, he's always working. He's always working. Um, so that's that's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like you don't need a Switch Lite. I don't need another. No. One. Uh, if it was one of those things where the Switch had all of your, like, streaming apps, and that was the only way that you could watch, like, Netflix or whatever, you'd be yeah. like, okay, I'll leave one in there, and then I'll have my Switch Lite to play games while I watch Netflix, but that's not... Well, really, the, the only reason I was thinking about it, too, was, um, like, you guys have Procro... I don't have another controller, I just use the, the, mm-hmm. the um, Joy-Cons. Yeah. And, like, every time you try and put them while they're in the cradle, it, like, rocks, and, like, I'm just afraid that it's going to scratch up the screen and or, like bunk up the um connector in the bottom i'm pretty sure i saw scratches on my like side bezel oh uh, there's there's already scratches on my bezel as well i mean there was before i went to japan i noticed it on the plane i was like motherfucker yeah nothing you could do about it now i can't unsee it nope um so that was the only reason i was thinking about that i was like why i just buy a 60 dollar pro controller and then i won't have to worry about that yeah or buy another switch i mean or just buy a 200 switch that's exactly what 200 switch or a controller controller and home yeah um but it was pretty it's pretty even when you think about it (laughs) took me uh, 110 hours okay um so that's a lot but also i was like i was like breathing in between there um, yeah to try and get shinies and stuff um joe also found another shiny of something i can't remember what it was um and uh then when you put stuff in in home you can also check your battle record for the games that you put in there and he was going through and seeing how many times he's fought certain like Pokemon and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it'll also tell you how many times he's encountered a shiny. And apparently he encountered a shiny in Sun and Moon at some point. And he just never got it? And he, I'm sure he murdered it. He was probably just like leveling up Pokemon and was not paying attention. So he mm-hmm. killed the shiny executor. Idiot. And I was like, oh, damn. I was like, I wonder how many like shiny Pokemon I've murdered in my like pastime. Because... Even the one I got. Yeah, because you're a ruthless, you're a ruthless killer when Dude, it comes all, to Pokemon. All I all I care about is filling them slots in my Pokebox. Yeah. Um. But like, even the one I got, I didn't realize like was shiny until I caught it. If it wasn't the first time I had countered that, I would have just killed it and not even thought second of it because mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was to begin with. So I didn't yeah. know it was shiny. Like I didn't watch the intro, so it didn't sparkle in front of me. So you got to do it. The colors didn't look at. Can't skip to the cutscenes. Well, I didn't skip them. I just wasn't paying attention to oh, it. Okay. Um. But now I have a f- complete living dex. So living dex is having one slot filled. So like you have a Charizard, a Charmeleon, and a mm-hmm. Charmander, as opposed to just having the third one. Because your Pokedex fills out for every time you yeah. actually own it. If it evolves, obviously it doesn't exist anymore as yeah. the pre-evolved form. So now I have a complete Poke living dex minus two Pokemon: the the legendary from Sword and a Pokemon called Type Null. That you only get one per game and it evolves. So obviously evolved it to get the next form. But I don't yeah. have the unevolved form in my box now. No, but that'll be one that if you go and get shield, sword, sword yeah. then you would be able to like put those two into the other game to have the full... I could, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you wanted to. Um, and Joe said he had an extra one from one of the other games anyway. Because he's doing the same thing. He's just trying to get a living dex. Mm-hmm. And um, he's now going through and playing shield because he played sword to begin with. And so he had one from Pokemon Moon or Sun, one of them. Um, and so he's just going to give that to me. So I have that in my living decks as well. Nice. Uh, and then eventually I'll get around to playing Sword and getting the Legendary from Sword. Uh, but I don't really 
it's not in my like <laughs> care of playing right now after 110 ish 111 hours i feel like i mean how long would it take to just like grind through the story a lot because so once i finally beat the story there's the ending's just so convoluted i think we talked about this before with joe when he beat it um, so potential spoiler stuff for I mean, those who haven't beat it in seven months like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you get to like the final, um, what you think is going to be the final battle. Mm-hmm. And you go into the building. I like had all my Pokemon to like level 70 and stuff. So I'm getting ready to crush some dudes. Uh, and then they're all like level 46. And I was like, uh, okay, these are pretty low level. Well, and then there's, there's the qualifying rounds. So I beat the qualifying rounds. So I was like, okay, now what? And then there was a bunch of other stuff to do between that and the actual tournament. Then I go in the tournament, and right before you're about to be the final boss, like some big thing happens, and now you got to leave the tournament to go solve this big thing, and then you still don't catch the, um, like the Pokemon that's on the cover, so mm-hmm. you don't catch the legendary. Then you go back to beat the champion. Champion's now level sixty-ish, so you've now played another six hours or so. Mm-hmm. And then once you beat that, the credits roll. And I was like, okay, still don't have the legendary. Well, now there's a whole nother quest line after that to get the legendary. Hmm. So I think I played like, I think it was like nine extra, like nine hours past the credits rolling to actually beat the game. How much of that was like grinding or finding other? None at all. Because it was just straight through? Yeah, because at that time I was already, like I had already gotten as much as I could. But were you like, but were you fight, were you coming across pokemon in the wild and then just fighting them to be like oh i need that one or oh no because i had already had them at that time gotcha like i i'd got as much as i could because i thought this was the end of the game yeah so i wanted like as much as i could not that there isn't any post game but like before post game stuff happened i wanted to have as much as i could Mm -hmm. um and in the wild area um there's a fog is like a weather type but you can only get that after beating the whole game so there was a couple of Pokemon that I hadn't gotten and physically can't get because they only occur in the fog. Yeah. So I knew like there was like I think nine left that I hadn't gotten that I couldn't get until after I beat the, the game itself. So I was like, all right, I'll get the rest and then fight the champion. And then there was this still about nine more hours after that before Damn. the game was finished. So I did that and then um, I only had two left. And one of them was... Uh, um, Shield exclusive that was in the fog that I couldn't get, and Joe hadn't gotten one in trades yet, so mm-hmm. he didn't have one. And then one of them was a sword exclusive, and Joe couldn't find because it's like a two percent in two percent in grass and in like the exclamation mark. So they don't it's not an overworld spawn, you can't physically see them. And so he was just trying to find one. He spent like several hours getting one. And after I beat the game, like I was just surprise trading and like four or five trades in, I got it. I was just like, nice. all right, there, you go. there it is. It's not Sweet. even mine, like my game. So I have this, this sword exclusive and Joe doesn't. So I sent him a text. I was like, I got Stonejourner. Like now we have complete Pokedexes. Um, traded it over him. And then he traded me the one I didn't have just so it unlocked in the Pokedex so that mm-hmm. we could both complete our Pokedex at yeah. the same time. Um, so I did that and then... There's a little bit more that you had to do for in the battle tower. You had to like get an item that makes a Pokemon evolve. Mm-hmm. And that was the second to the last one I actually physically needed. Um, but the battle tower, I was like, I have no interest in doing this. Like, this is where like you're training your Pokemon to use specific moves. To, mm-hmm. Like, it's this is the competitive side of it as opposed to like the single player side of it. Um, but you can rent people's teams. Like, people in real life will put their teams up. And as long as you have their code, you can just rent their team to hmm. use in the, the battle tower. Yeah. And one guy was like, yeah, I just bred these dudes to be like the most OP things ever. Hmm. 
So if you just use them, they'll probably one-shot everything. And I was like, okay. So I just rented his, got enough to get that item, and then never touched the battle tower again. Sick. So I was like, fuck this. I don't, I don't need to be here. I'm not, I'm not playing competitively. Yeah. Um, but now I'm in, like, don't know what to do with game mode. So I think I'm just going to wait until Xenoblade Chronicle, like, Master Edition or whatever, yeah. the, the, like, complete Super remaster. Deluxe Switch version. Yeah. That comes out on Tuesday, but because Amazon is prior- prioritizing, you know, other things. Cleaning supplies first. and toilet paper. And, right, which is fine. Yeah. Um, it won't be here until the second. So I think I, I got two weeks to, like, bide my time until I have my next. Really? Two weeks? Big thing. That's crazy. I feel like, I know they're trying to prioritize things, but two weeks is a really long time to. Well, 26th on... to the second is, is a week. I mean, two weeks oh, from okay. now, I guess. Oh, okay. Um,. Because it still doesn't, it doesn't come out until Tuesday. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's a, it, exactly a week. Gotcha. Um, and that's, I mean, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. And it might still show up earlier than that. Like you don't. It know. could, yeah. That's the projected. It didn't actually say it shipped yet. It just said like we now have a projected time because a lot of the stuff, when you pre-order it, it doesn't actually tell you when it comes out or mm-hmm. when it'll even ship. So who knows? It could just be like, yeah, it's shipping today. I'll be here tomorrow. Hmm. Um, but I think I'll just bide my time until that comes out and or play the um, Minecraft Dungeons. Because that's a digital-only thing, and mm-hmm. that obviously is something I can just hop in and play. Did that come out yesterday, or that comes out? It comes out on the 26th as oh, well. Oh, okay. Um, so that'll, be, that'll actually be out on Tuesday. Nice. Um, but I asked Joe, I was like, are you going to buy this? Because I'm not going to play it if you're not going to play it. Like, it's these games are more fun with other people. You're talking about Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just Diablo. Like, yeah. Sure, you can play Diablo by yourself, but like, it's just kind of mindless once you beat the story and the story's not really that great to begin with anyway mm-hmm. and i'm sure minecraft is not gonna have intense story mode to it so yeah. well um, they, they do it's a it's the uh the other game the t- the t- minecraft story yeah mode. take two or telltale tell- tell- yeah. yeah i was also thinking take two i was like that's not right i know two it's other tts yeah um, traveler's tales yes that's that's no no um I, I I didn't play that one either because i think i had like Patton oswald as like the voice from oh. one of the characters no and, idea I, I watched a friend play a bit of it. I was like, this looks dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't care enough about the Minecraft lore or Telltale games to have been like, yep, this is definitely going in my catalog. No. No, I'm good. I mean, I played a shit ton of Minecraft in my time, but I just don't. I didn't did play you Minecraft care about the lore of it or did you... the lore yeah, that didn't like... exist until this game came out. Yeah. The lore of Minecraft existed in the loading screens and it was like mostly inside jokes. So there you go. Um, so yeah, now I'm just in don't know what to do with my life mode. For the next and right before vacation too, which sucks. <laughs> like I have five days off in a row, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. So uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you could I'll torture some inspiration. You could torture more Pokemon, or you could you could sit there and play uh, Dragon Quest. I could. I even like put it in. I was like, I could, I could play this, and I was just like, I'm not. I'm just not in the mood. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I was. I think thinking about going back and playing Sekiro again, and then I was just like, no. Did you ever finish Astral Chain? I didn't. You do that, yeah, and that, that was also like another thing that I was like, I should probably go back and finish that because I think I got about a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know, I'm just in the middle, yeah, hey, it happens, stuck in the middle. It happens. What about you? You stuck in the middle of anything? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm playing Warzone every day at, at lunch, that's my, my lunch break game, <laughs> uh, which has been pretty fun. Won a few more games this week in trios. Um, so what's your win count up now? Four, three, four. Something like that, three or four. It's not many. Like it's not. It's nothing. I mean, to, it's more than I think nothing to brag me about. Or Joe. Yeah. Um, 
so that was fun. So that's what that's what I've been doing like on my lunch break. Uh, I'm still playing through Jedi Knight Two. Oh yeah. Uh, I finally got lightsaber. I finally got a lightsaber. So I got up to that part of the game, mm-hmm. which I guess is like in reading the reviews of it, they're like it's kind of a slog until you get lightsabers. But the lightsabers are really cool, uh, and I mean they're fine. It's still it's still like a janky kind of game with it with regards to like hit detection and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm still having the same problem where I'm like it's. The reticle is red. Like I am shooting that guy, and none of us are moving. How am I not hitting him? Like that's weird. I like shot a dude at point blank range once, and it just like went through him. And I was like, Ugh. "It's old so game it's, syndrome." I know. It's just it's super frustrating because yeah. I'm like, because then I'll do that, and then I'll just get hit by a bunch of like shots from some other right. enemy. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, and you're going from playing Warzone to playing. This. But that see, that's not even it though. Because like, it'd be one thing if it was just like harder to control. But the fact that it's just, it's not hitting enemies is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's maybe that the reticle is showing red when it's not, when it's just kind of near the enemy. And maybe that's the issue that like, I'm thinking that a red reticle means that I I would hit them right. in some way, not like just zoom right past them. Yeah. Um, but I also think because it's an older game, like their hitbox is a lot smaller. Because there was one where I was like holding a charge shot and I shot a dude like in the hand holding a grenade and it just like went right through. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably just their torso. Like they didn't have hitboxes. Yeah, on, or the like, head, honestly. Individual yeah. objects. Um, but then, so there's this like one enemy that just like spams grenades. But I can't use my lightsaber on them because if I hit them when they have the grenade in their hand, it will explode and take three quarters of my damage yeah so i'll just be like oh, fuck i gotta switch to the gun and this is uh like it's fun i'm still enjoying like i'm determined <laughs> to say i'm determined to beat it and then play the next like i'm not gonna let this game beat me yeah um so i've just been jamming through that and like watch i'm trying to catch up on clone wars so i can watch the new season um so i've just been like playing that and watching clone wars in the background um, but then today, mm-hmm. I played the demo, which came out a couple of days ago, uh, for Iron Man VR. Nice. Um, which you watched. Yeah. Uh, you sounded surprised when you said nice, but you were there, you watched it. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. It does. It, it looks very cool. I was uh, I was a big fan of it. I I worried that, you know, it might, was, it might have been just like a walking simulator experience thing. Like the, I or still haven't played. Rails, yeah, something like, or other. I still haven't played the Batman one. Because I just, I don't know, it's something about it I don't care. It's more of an experience than it is, like, a game. Yeah. Um, and this one feels like it's going to be a game. Like, obviously, there's a story that they kind of unfolds. The demo is basically a training tutorial that teaches you all the things. Uh, like, a flight tutorial, a shooting tutorial. Punching. Uh, yeah, super, like, rocket punching. And then the first chapter of the story. So, you know, playing through all of that. So there will be, like, a fully-fledged story. Um, the combat is not on rails, which I was worried about. It looks but to be a little on rails. Somewhat. Like, there were definitely parts where I was... I didn't feel like I was necessarily in as much control as I was in other parts. Like, I think there was one part where I was fighting drones in the air outside of, like, the plane explosion. Um, that it felt like I didn't need to be... Uh, putting my repulsors facing down to keep uh, like height. It's felt like it was just keeping me at a steady height. And my job was to either go down from that height if I wanted to avoid attacks or like left and right. Um, So it definitely didn't give me like full control the whole time. I don't know if that's the demo doing that to like ease you into it. 
Um, but even so, if that's the case, like it's still fine because I still had free roam of that environment to be able to shoot um, like the enemies down and stuff. So that was that was fine. Um, but it was cool because you're using two move controllers and those are your hands. So those are your repulsors to control your flight and stuff. So yeah. if you if you point them down, then that's the um, that's you like lifting up or if you like hold them flat, I think that's you lifting up. And if you put them down and like angle your hands backwards, that's you moving forward. So like whatever direction you're angling your palms is the direction that you're going to fly, which was cool. So I felt in the flying tutorial where you have to, it was, you know, basic flight race kind of thing where I had to fly through a bunch of rings. Yeah. When I was doing that, I felt like I had control of my like pitch and yaw, I guess, where I'm like, I have, I know exactly where I'm going up right. and down, left and right. Like I felt in control, which was good. Um, Cause if, it, if that didn't, if flight didn't feel right from the get go, that game, the game is, there's stuck. no point. Yeah. Uh, unless it's an on rails thing, then it's fine, I guess. If like you have, a if little that's bit what of, you're looking for, though. yeah. But it's not what I was looking for, so it was okay. Uh, but I felt like I had a modicum of control when I went to aim to shoot the repulsors. It felt like it was going where I wanted it to for the most part. There were a couple parts where it like got out of whack a little bit. Again, it's it's just a demo, so I won't necessarily hold that against it. And it didn't take me out of it and ruin the game for me, which was fine. Um, but I had a I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. I'm much more interested in the game now than I was before, because I'm always weary of a VR game because I don't play VR games enough. Right. Like I still haven't played Blood and Truth that I was really excited to play like last winter. And you bought the little dually pistols for it. Too. I'm excited to have those. I will use them eventually, um, but I never sat through and like played it fully um, with those. So um, I like. It is worrisome when it's like, oh, is it going to be a $60 game? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but having played the demo and knowing that the game itself is only 40 bucks, mm -hmm. uh, though there is a bundle they announced this week when they announced the demo that comes with like the headset and the camera and the move controllers and the game and like a bunch of extra skins and there's extra armors for pre-ordering and stuff like that. But it's only 40 bucks, which is the sweet spot for a VR game because it's not a... 25 60 hour experience it's going to be shorter than that which is fine yeah i wonder how many chapters it's going to be yeah i don't know i don't know that it's necessarily confirmed i don't know if i'll pre-order it honestly i don't really care about the extra armors per se because i'm not like i like iron man enough and enough to get this game but not enough to be like i have my five favorite spider or iron man armors the way that i do with like spider-man costumes right um it's just not my character to be like yeah this one's my favorite these three are like the best ones i hope this one's in the game i don't really care about that uh i just want like the game play to be fun well and especially since you don't really see yourself either like you see your arms but that's just about it yeah and well like maybe in cutscenes you will um but that's i mean it's fine yeah otherwise it's not a big deal yeah it'll be worth i think it'll be worth checking out and seeing how many chapters there are I mean, it comes out in July, so it'd be interesting to see what we're looking at in terms of like sales come end of summer or mm -hmm. something like that. So um, there's a bunch of other things that come out right around there. I mean, you've got Last of Us 2, which will probably be replaying Last of Us will probably be the next thing I kind of get into. And then um, Ghost of Tsushima is also July. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see how Paper it immerses. Uh, so that Paper Mario is also going to be the same day as Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, again, I don't know that I'll necessarily get that one. I feel like I'd get Ghost of Tsushima first. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, but so yeah, it'll depend on how like locked in I am, because if it's one of those things where I beat Last of Us two, and then have a couple of weeks before Ghost of Tsushima comes out, maybe then Iron Man VR fills that void, and um, 
But I would also want to know, like, what other modes are there? Are there going to be just a thing where I can fly around? And because the flight stuff was cool, like, I really, I really enjoyed that. I was saying that we should, uh, we should clear out this table so you could lay down and, and play it that way. I'm not going to lay on that table because that thing would not hold it. <laughs> I mean, it might, but yeah, that would be, that would be interesting to see if there's like a, some kind of mechanism to, but the problem is, is that once you get into combat, you don't want to be laying down anymore. You'd want to, like when Iron Man flies, he's laying flat. And then when he engages in combat, he like stands upright or flies upright and shoots that way. So what we, what we need to get you to do is, uh, you know how you have your next thing for your phone? Yeah. We need to now put extenders on it so it holds the camera. And then we need to put you onto those that suspending machine that flips you upside down that's supposed to help your back. Like the gravity chairs. Yeah. Yeah. And put you in that so that the camera's always in front of you. Yeah. And when you want to lean forward, you'll just tell someone and they'll move you either horizontal or vertical for the suspension thing. Yeah. If that didn't sound uh, expensive <laughs> and dangerous, then that would actually be perfect. I would, I would very much love that. And now you have your own personal Iron Man machine. There we go. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like everyone's out here like spending thousands of dollars on their like eye racing rigs and their, you know, like the Gran Turismo Forza racing kits or right. whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, guys, nice try with your cars. But have you ever wanted to be Iron Man? Because I'm Iron Man. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Or no, you know, you, you know, you know what would really make it good because you need to have the 360 degree movement because there are enemies behind you. You get one of those like centrifugal motion machines that they put astronauts in like where you just spin it and you constantly like oh yeah you know those things yeah yeah the, the one that have at the space camp and they always had in the commercials yeah yeah, yeah. i th- there was like one of those like fun zone like great escape type places in connecticut that had one of those and i don't remember which one like one of those indoor yeah. fun centers that had one and i got in it once and then was dizzy for six hours afterwards i was like who who likes this why did you put 10 year old kids in this this is terrible this is a terrible <laughs> space idea. camp yeah uh, but give me, like, one of those so I can still move in, like, 360-degree motion because uh, that would be there, – there you go. The yeah. ultimate Iron Man rig. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put something together. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll jerry-rig like, our own. Awful, terrible device yeah. that's in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, like, an ironing board because, uh, you know, Iron Man. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll put that on some kind of, like, pendulum and we'll just, like, make our own gravity chair. It'll be fun. It'll be great. We'll put it on the internet. We'll be famous. Yeah. Patent pending. Obviously, don't steal our idea. That's that's ours. Ironing Boardman. Yeah. Ironing ironing Boardman, the new superhero uh, sweeping the nation in <laughs> VR. It's going to be great. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. That, that game was a lot of fun. I didn't get, like, I feel that if I had played another half an hour uh, like or 45 minutes, then I, I would have developed a headache. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't seem to be that bad. Like I can definitely tell, like my body feels like I just played VR. Like I have that loose limb feeling, not loose limbs, but just like almost lightheadedness kind of where like, I, I felt like I was on the way to potential motion sickness, but I didn't feel bad in the moment. Like when I put whenever I put the headset on, my body's always like, we're not going to get sick, are we? Cause like there was, that, <laughs> there was that one time you spun us around in a circle in the game. And we remember that. Yeah. And that wasn't fun. Uh, you didn't get sick. You have but, mild PTSD. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always get that when I put it on. But this didn't really feel that bad. Like, I never felt queasy or anything. I was you know, I was having a good time. That's good. Because that's about the length of a chapter and a little bit more. So yeah. you could probably play a chapter in one sitting slash standing. Yeah, maybe two, depending on how, like, you know hard it is yeah Yeah. well just like am i dying am i restarting you know like how how much impact like how much am i getting beat up because i was getting hit but health was regenerating and i never felt like i was in danger of 
like losing. Yeah, I think at one point you got to the yellow, like so you got hit with like three at once. Yeah, that was it. So, but yeah, I, I I just had fun flying around. I wanted to do more flying, and the game was like, return to the area. You, you can't really go that way. Oh yeah, when you're in the demo, you're like, I want to go look at the city. Yeah, you're like, no, let's just let's just have Tony go to his house. That's probably where you should go. Let's have him go to his house. We didn't program this part. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll go to the house. It's fine. But yeah, but I thought it was fun. That's good. I'm excited for more. That I might even out. play the demo what? again, just because you can do the flight tutorials on your own. So flying around felt cool. Oh yeah, because it was in the in the menu. Options yeah, afterwards. Yeah, once I beat the demo, it unlocked like all of the other things you can do. So I don't really care about that story part again. I did think it was funny because like the you see your arms and you kind of see like your chest and your shoulders. But at one point in one of the cutscenes, you're just kind of sitting there talking to Pepper and Friday. Yeah, and you can just do whatever you want, but none of, so your arms move, but your chest and your, cause you're sitting in a chair. So nothing else moves as a part of you moving. So at one point I was like breaking the physics of his arm where I was right, just like, I like, was moving and turning and it was just like flipping his shoulders inside out and looking all <laughs> deformed or whatever. While Pepper's just like, Tony, you really need to have this coffee. And why didn't you tell me you're making me the CEO? You're so crazy. You're like, oh, I'm so crazy. Look at my wackily noodly yeah, arms. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I hope there's not too much of that in the game itself, like these weird breaking out. And I think there's one part where like I rescue Pepper and I'm holding her in my arms, but it's not – when I turn, it's not turning my body. So it just kind of looks weird and right, janky you're not as I'm holding not her. holding anyone. Yeah. Uh, so that was a that I'll was hop a in your arms wonky. next time you do that part. No, no thank you. <laughs> I'll be strapped into the board. I don't know if it can support two of us. We didn't build it that way. We didn't use industrial strength enough screws. We can get one of the CPR dummies. You can hold that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll get one of the uh, the Korean baseball love doll fans. Did you see that? No. They like started Korean baseball again. Yeah, I saw that they did. And then they put fans in the stands, but the fans were just sex dolls that they put like clothes on and masks over. And everyone was like, could you not though? Like, it's cool that you wanted to do fans in your own like unique way, but this is weird, and we don't want to play in front of sex dolls. If you could help it, <laughs> Tyler uh, said they were putting mannequins in some restaurants to like create that. social distancing, so yeah. you know where not to sit. And I was like, nope, not yeah. going to restaurants ever again. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did see some of that in some of the other states. And the lady, I saw one lady being interviewed in runs the restaurant. She was like really proud of the idea. She was like, ah, it's. I think it's great. You know, they have wigs and they have makeup, and it's it's just great. But they're just like dead flat faces it's so it's so weird did you ever play um god what was the name of the there's two horror games on the um they were on the ps3 and the 360 um but like mannequins were like a big part of it like you go to an attic at one point and like you walk in and there's like mannequins that are lining the wall and you pick up an item that like you have to get and then you turn around and the mannequins are standing right in front of you uh no i don't think so it doesn't sound like a thing i would have enjoyed i can't remember the fucking name of it, it starts with a c if Joe was here, you'd remember. But I, it's, it's a creepy great, mannequin. The game. It's a great game. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. Like mannequins are like my that in the ocean. Like <laughs> so, mannequins underwater. It's, no, even worse. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do a lot of Bioshock. Like that start that had mannequins and it was underwater. There you go. Um, no thanks. It's a real shame. Mannequins are fucking frightening. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't want that uh, in my gameplay. Though I can't really see it because I'm holding. I'm holding Pepper. Obviously, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, if, if you guys have a VR and you're interested at all, the demo's 100% free and it's a good chunk of time. I think it was like 20 minutes or something like that that I got to play through. Yeah. Uh, including the tutorial for. stuff. And yeah, you get a, what was it, molten lava something? Yeah, you get a, like a skin for it. Yeah. If you play the demo, where is it? 
Why is my Chrome is being so finicky today? Uh, but yeah, the bundle is announced. I think it's three fifty. Um, and then it's yeah, the mo- uh, molten lava armor deco in the game. So uh, worthwhile stuff there if you have a PSVR, and if you don't, the uh, bundle's available. So what was it? Oh yeah, that was just the demo. All the different things that you can do. So cool stuff. Uh, but that'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. And we'll start things off with a new rumor suggesting what we might be getting for the next Call of Duty. John, what's the next Call of Duty? Uh, it's going to be Call of Duty Cold War, apparently. Uh, yeah, Black Ops Cold War is the title that I saw thrown around. So even whether it's just Cold War or it's Black Ops Cold War or it's some new amalgamation of that, uh, looks like we're returning to the Black Ops franchise and going back to the start of it. I would assume much how much like how they did, you know, Call of Duty World War Two, yeah. and then they did Call of Duty Modern Warfare again, and now they're doing Black Ops. I mean, Black Ops was what Nam. At one point, I think the first one was... That's where it started. Yeah, the first one was Nam. Yeah. And then he plays like the grandson of that guy in the future or something. Or the villain is the grandson of the... The Black Ops games were never my thing. Uh, I liked the story, what I played of the story of the first one, I believe. That was the the one that got all that shit for like the torture scene in the very beginning. Yeah, and that's also... The the guy from Avatar is in that game, isn't he? Isn't he the like actor? I don't. I mean, I'm Sam Worthington. I feel like that's he was the guy in Black Ops. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like any of the Black Ops games, hmm. and then they went multiplayer only, which made me not like them even more. Well, that was the what, fourth four. one. Yeah. yeah, but that was just because they didn't have an idea of what to do. Uh, it's an odd time because the Cold War had a body count of zero. So, <laughs> well, mm, not necessarily. I mean, it wasn't a war that was fought. But it was, but like uh, Vietnam, but like Vietnam and Korea are part of the Cold War, because they're like trying, because it's the U.S. trying to stop the spread of communism. Is the fight of the like between the Russians and the United States? Yes, technically there was no like full scale like, hey, we're at war with you, but there was all these like proxy wars that were a result of the Cold War. I guess so. I mean, technically, yeah, the stats would probably say Cold War zero, not not technically real war, but the ramifications of it. Yeah. And granted, we're not a history podcast, so I, I could be a thousand percent wrong and just talking out of my ass. But it seems like that's the case is that, you know, U.S. was trying to stop communism. So there could be all these little offshoots that you make it a Cold War game, but you have, you know, missions in Korea in the 50s. And then you have missions in Vietnam in the 70s or something like you could tell a cohesive story throughout multiple parts of the I think it's technically like 1947 to 1991 is the length of the Cold War. So, but because that's, you know, the the divide in Berlin and and all these things. So, like, technically, I think that's the duration of the Cold War. Uh, Again, could be wrong. Not a historian. I was just thinking it was the time where they were just like, should we nuke each other? No? No? Well, it is. No? Okay. But there's obviously, like, a bigger, you know, there's more detail to it than just, like, we don't like you. You stay over there. I've got a button. I could push it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's also like, you know, Cuban Missile <laughs> Crisis and Bay of Pigs and all that stuff. So like people would have died there, I think, in Bay of Pigs. But, you know, so you could tell different stories at different points throughout what is considered the Cold War. Um, I don't re- remember the full story for the first Black Ops and then it kind of went crazy and jumped into the future. I think in the second game, it jumps like halfway into the future. Where I, the, I, yeah, there's like remember. drones and stuff. Yeah, one of them has like you parkour wall running and stuff like that. Um, with I think like even robot like, limbs and I think even the like 
collector's edition for two had like a drone or something like a mini helicopter one of them had a drone yeah because that was part of the like the story i guess it might have been came in like a um like a supply crate box yeah yeah so yeah i don't know that's gonna be cool uh it's it's a little concerning that they they're going back to the well a third time in terms of the call of duty franchise but i don't know nobody really liked the new stories with future tech People seem to like when they went back to World War II, then they went back to Modern Warfare, and that's obviously been one of their biggest successes to date. And then... Well, because I think Modern Warfare tells its own story. Like, it needs to stop either... Like, predicting the future is hard to do, and mm. then reliving the past is also hard to do, because we've... Re- How many times have we relived it? Yeah. If you place it now and just make a new story, I think that's what does the best, because people can suspend it from current war and past wars and also aren't looking at it being like that's not the future well i mean even in uh modern warfare like they're using made-up mm-hmm. countries it's not like it's you're invading afghanistan like, but it's still now though like, yeah but that's the thing that like, you could go back and you could tell you could tell what the cold war era of the call of duty universe was like you could have you know price's grandpa or whoever you want like you could tell a connected universe story well, set in price, the past yeah, because well, I mean, they're different franchise storyline mode stuff. Ones because it's different teams making them. I know, but I'm saying if you wanted to make like a cohesive Call of Duty universe, oh yeah, I don't think there ever was. I think there are just two. So you have the Modern Warfare and you have Black Ops universe, or you, the you have World like War the Infinity II, Ward, and yeah. then you have the um, Treyarch and Treyarch, the, yeah, other, that's the, the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, but if they wanted to move in that direction, you technically could do that. So I don't know. I I like that era. I. I guess we'll see what comes of it. I don't know. I think it's probably the death toll, honestly, but I don't know why we don't really ever get games about Vietnam or any of these other things. So I guess you could have missions set there and it would just be, you know, or you could go a different way with it. You can make it a shooter, but you can have more like spy stuff. That's what I was hoping for is like, this is going to be more of an espionage game. Mm -hmm. Granted, I'm still not a fan of Treyarch's versions of these games, so I probably won't care until Joe buys it and it tells me it's good or not. Um, but it's just not my thing unless it's going to be more of a like spy yeah. thing. Because, I mean, around that time, that would be where the spies are most prevalent. I yeah, guess. and like you'd be going through Europe and, right. you know, like, hey, we're it, rival spies and we're both trying to get this in, super important piece of intel. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could be something cool that you take from it and set it and make it something that's different in terms of the call of duty games that you normally get where it's just like, Hey, look around the battlefield. Everybody's shooting everybody. Cool. There's been a lot of that kind of stuff in just in media lately though. Like they had that red sparrow movie not too long ago. Uh, yeah. And Anna, Anna which was awful that I watched recently. They also have like the Americans, which, you know, granted is more modern, but still has that cold war feel to it. Cause they're Soviet sleepers. I think. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's the one with Carrie Russell and uh, that other dude who was in the Mr. Rogers movie. Is it a TV show? Yeah, it was on FX. It's really, really good from everything I've ever heard. I've just oh. never gotten around to watching it. But it's their like, Cold War sleeper people that like are woken up now times, I think. Again, have not watched it, so I could be completely wrong here. But that's the implication, I think. But gotcha. they're like, they're living as like a family, but they're not a family. They're like Soviet agents, yeah. I guess. But no, I've heard really good things about it. So if you do something different that you could, you could probably tell a pretty cool story yeah, and make it not just a retread of the black ops that have come before. But this is still a rumor. Like, yeah, but it's a rumor that like 
every single website was like, yeah, we've confirmed with three of our sources. Like it's definitely going to be that. Maybe not the name, but this is what we're, this is what this we're This is usually what happens to Call of Duty. Like, yeah. Like they were like, oh, we're making Modern Warfare 4. And then they're like, just kidding. It's just called regular Modern Warfare, but it's yeah. still coming out. <laughs> um, and I mean, they, they have said that uh, Warzone will be the through line for the, the whole like Call of Duty series. So you're going to get updates to Warzone that will then allow you to launch, uh, you know, Cold War Black Ops That's right from that. Especially considering it's still going to be Infinity War doing development on it. Yeah, that I mean, that's what they've said is that, that this will be the through line. And I think that might speak more to what people have been finding in Warzone recently with regards to the bunkers and the key cards that open those bunkers. And there's hidden nukes in there. And obviously what is one of the biggest things that has to do with the Cold War? It's nuclear weapons. Yeah. So nuclear proliferation could play a role and it could be one of those things where like you know like how Fortnite had nukes or whatever that like destroyed the map and then everything was different they could easily have a nuke that goes off in verdansk and it you know wipes it out and makes it look like siberia or like makes it look like some new place or it just destroys it and the next like season of uh, warzone is something from the black ops area well, yeah, or whatever. a completely new area yeah so I could I could see that tying in pretty well if that's the route they want to go. That'll be fun, but my they they would have to completely redo it. So I think the whole nuking and then it being in a brand new area would make sense because the war zone the way it is now is just maps that exist pieced together. Yeah. So it's multiplayer maps that already exist put into one giant area. Yeah, and um, it's it's obviously a more modern like building structures, yeah. and so you'd have to get rid of a lot of that stuff if you were setting it in the. 40s to 90s period of time yeah i mean and vehicles as well are all modern vehicles too. yeah so you'd have to you'd have to obviously change it if that's the direction that they're they're moving with it yeah and Which, who knows yeah they've said uh you know like activation has said that warzone is going to be that through line through all of it much in the same way that the modern warfare 2 re- remastered single player was able to just like you could just buy it right from warzone and just launch it right from warzone so if that's the plan for the next one, that's cool too. Sure. It also just means that it's going to make fucking Warzone more than 190 gigs, which it is right now. Yeah. People are really getting frustrated because it's... Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you half have, what, of my fucking hard drive. Yeah. When you need it to be... You need even more of that space because you need to have the space to install and have it downloaded at the same time. Yeah. So it just takes up a... Right, an insane amount of space. Yeah, which I have a 500 gig stop. hard drive, and it is 190 gigs of yeah. that 500 gigs, and uh, how much of that is taken up by the OS and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, it's it's half of my hard drive for one fucking game. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. It I is a great lie. game, and I did put a lot of time into it. I haven't played it a lot recently, but yeah, it's a great game. But I please try and find a way to make it smaller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we've got new reignited rumors about a possible reboot for a franchise that people want, but we've haven't seemed to be getting any traction on. Though that could be changing. John, what are we getting? Uh, so there's Maybe. more rumors about the Silent Hill game, uh, or like the Silent Hill series. Um, I think previously we talked about there being rumors about a Silent Hills reboot or remake or Konami doing something with it. Yeah. And then Konami shot it down and said, no, we're not doing Silent Hills, but it's not dead. Like yeah, the, the franchise, franchise isn't, isn't dead, dead yet. Yeah. Um, then there was Sony was going to buy the IP and they were going to bring Kojima back and he was going to do it with Norman Reedus and it was going to be like a first party or a Sony game yeah. studios, whatever they're called now. So now, according to a guy who is actually known a guy. For, he always knows what's going for on. leaking stuff, uh, his aesthetic gamer 
is his okay. uh, Twitter handle. He that sounds like a guy. Um, he knows people in the industry, and I mean, yeah, he's leaked stuff before that. Yeah, come that's been true. right. Uh, and but it's a lot of just like uh, I know I know people who know things yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah, my uncle works at PlayStation. Uh, yeah, according to a friend who works on the blah blah blah. In two thousand eight, um, Konami had tried to shop around Silent Hill to other people mm-hmm. um, to make an episodic Silent Hill game. Nobody wants that. Uh, right? Nobody wants that? No, nobody wants that. And that's according to a personal friend that he physically talks to. Um, but the, the grand rumors out of five long-ass tweets is that Sony Japan is actually developing the game. Okay. Uh, with previous Silent Hill f- franchise people. Well, that, that was part of the rumor we saw was the guy who scored all the previous games was... No, he's going to... You're mixing the... He's doing the scoring for the... Um, medium game no but there was somebody that like went to uh they like went to oh, an no, office somewhere was, and there was a sign a that said artist. oh that's what it was yeah the and, horror the horror manga artist yeah i knew it was somebody that was in that kind of realm yeah he did he, horror manga and he tweeted the picture of the silent hills uh, sign like the computer printout Ko- at the office yeah when yeah. he went to konami i knew it was something like that so yeah. yeah i mean that that has been there that people that you would want to be working on something like silent hill are, are going to be involved. Yeah. yeah. So Sony Japan is apparently developing the game. Um, the original director of Silent Hill um, is going to be involved in it. Uh, the That artist is also going to be involved. And the actually the, the music composer who's doing the music for the medium is also involved. Huh. Um, again, these are rumors. Uh, yeah. But this dude who leaked or, you know, is saying all these rumors is known to actually be viable in saying truthful rumors there you go uh no time or even anything is gonna like nothing obviously is yeah there's no window but he did say it's gonna be a a ps5 game so Hmm. which is kind of the obvious statement yeah it's not gonna be a ps3 game (laughs) or a ps4 game yeah i mean Um, yeah i guess not either (laughs) yeah because it's coming out in the future and the future is not ps4 no um so cool I don't know what this is until they say more about it. But the fact that it has Silent Hill people behind it mm-hmm. and it's not just like Silent Hills the, or PT was cool, but I don't think Kojima would have made a good Silent Hill game. So um, I'm glad that this is back to more of the roots of Silent Hills mm-hmm. um, or Silent Hill franchise, not Silent Hills. Yeah, it's hard to say <laughs> the Silent Hill franchise. Mm-hmm. Um We'll see what happens, and the fact that this is going to be a first-party Sony game it makes me happy as well. Yeah, I mean, Sony Japan does great things, so... Yeah, uh, the fact that the PS5 is, you know, touting all the fast processing speed and 100 times speed loading mm-hmm. or whatever um, makes this a, a cool thing. I was actually watching a, a, a video about, like, things that we hated in video games that don't exist now, um, and, like, one of them was, like, distance fog. And, mm-hmm. like, Silent Hill used that to its advantage, but it was just because it was an open-world game, and yeah. they, they couldn't show you what was in the distance. So they put fake fog in front of it, and they created an entire franchise. Yeah, but I, it, it works, because it gives you that, like, scary ambiance of you can't see what's in front of your right. face. So something could come out of that fog at any moment, and that's creepy and scary. And yeah. So that makes sense for that franchise. Right. Um, but now we're going to be able to put that into the current-gen or you know, future gen or next gen. So the fog will look even more realistic. Yeah, it'll look even fucking scarier. Yeah. Um. So Probably yeah, faces I'm, in the fog. I'm like, down oh. for it. 
Uh, we'll see if this happens. I most likely probably will be, according to the viability of the dude who says this stuff. Well, and there's, a, there's like a lot of things that have all been popping up recently that are Silent Hill related. So that whether or not it, it's all just, you know, fog being blown up our asses, it seems like it's more realistically going yeah. to happen. What shape that takes, is it Sony? Is it Konami? Is it Kojima? That will still be you know remain to be seen and i think the excitement level for the project will change based on the answers to those questions yeah so like if it is sony japan that's great you know if it's konami it's okay it's not great if it's kojima it's all right well is it more metal gear or is it more death stranding right so like does he have free reign from sony does he get reined in a little bit like who knows so i think it'll you know how this game turns out or what the excitement level will be will depend on which direction it goes. But the fact that this many people all seem to be saying they're either working on it or it's being worked on leads me to believe that it's most likely definitely coming. Yeah. And from what this is saying, too, they're working with Konami. So it's going to be a Sony Japan developed game, but I think it's going to be like a cross developed sort of thing. Well, they still own the IP technically, so it would have to be like a, maybe they... Yeah, Konami's not selling... That was one of the things he said, too. Yeah. It was like Konami did not shop the IP around. Yeah. So they're working in tandem with um, Konami rather than it being purchased, mm-hmm. which is, again, that's fine. Konami probably wants to keep it so they can have Silent Hill pachinko machines and Yeah, but also like bullshit it's a, they have. It's a viable franchise. Why would you ever want to get rid of it? Yeah, and it's not dead. There, people clearly want more Silent Hill. Yeah, but also like, there's no reason. It doesn't cost you anything to keep it per se. So like, I think why you just would... have to like repurchase the rights. Well, you just yeah, you re re-up the your, patent yeah, or whatever. Re-up but your whatever. what does that realistically Nothing. cost them for the potential to have someone else make the game and keep the IP alive? Yeah, they, you know, no skin off their back. I'm not surprised they wouldn't consider selling it. No. Uh, cool. All right. Lightning round. Speaking of PlayStation 5 games, which it seems like Silent Hill's Hill-esque. I don't even know what I'm going to call it. Anymore. The new Silent Hill. The new Silent Hill uh, is going to be. Uh, looks like we're going to be getting news very, quote unquote, soon uh, about the PS5 launch games and what to expect. Uh, this week, Sony CEO uh, Kenichiro Yoshida said the company soon will be announcing a strong lineup of PS5 games. So, I mean, the traditional E3 week is uh, right around the corner. I think we've got less than a month now. It's like middle of June. It's like the 12th through the 15th or whatever is what it normally would be. Um, So we got only a couple weeks left before that time period. So there's been rumors that that there's going to be some kind of June reveal event. I don't know how that's changed with the current climate. I don't know if that was always the plan. I mean, we knew they weren't going to E3. Um, that doesn't mean they wouldn't release a state of play on the Friday before or yeah. the week after or whatever to try to get their own block of press for whatever it is they want to announce. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to go the Xbox route where they just do a games reveal first and then, or actually, I mean, I guess technically Xbox did do the box first, um, but I don't know if we're going to get like a full PlayStation 5 unveiling of here's the box, here's the price, here's the games or are we just going to get the games and then we're going to get the box later i don't know what do you what do you think their rollout strategy is going to be for soon i think they would i don't know because if they did the games at the same time as the box i think one would overshadow the other like cool it looks neat that's too much info all at the same time 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, but ultimately, the games sell the box, and if you put out the box and explain that why the box sell like can play those games or like what the games can do because of the box, I think it works well in tandem. It seems weird to be like, here's all the games, and you don't know what the box looks like, and you only know that it's a hundred times faster and it's got a solid state and. Uh, Unreal Engine really loves the solid state hard drive because it's it's fancy and it's great. So you think that they'd have to put out the system first? I feel like it. I feel like it would make sense to have an idea of it because then you can have that like you know only on PlayStation and it's got the spinning you know box showing the thing or whatever. We've already got the controller. Just just get, tell me what the box looks like. And tell me how much it costs. Please don't be white. It's gonna be. It'll probably be white and black, honestly. And if it's more black than white, I'll take that. If it's more white than black, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to get it. Uh, Obviously. I'm going to be mad in a year when the all black one comes out. Because I'll be like, I should have waited. I don't know. But, like, I just want to know. Are we getting God of War 2? Are we getting Spider-Man 2? Are we getting um, the Robot Dinosaurs 2? Horizon Zero. Horizon uh, Second Dawn. (laughs) Horizon One Dawn. (laughs) Yeah, Horizon One Dawn. Uh, Are we getting that? Like, what... What are we getting? Because I know we're getting the next Assassin's Creed, and I know we're getting some of the stuff they showed the Xbox event. We're getting Madden. We're getting, you know, FIFA, all those things that would normally come. Cyberpunk, I'm sure, is coming to PS5. Yeah. Even if it's not the smart delivery system or whatever, you're going to get those games. We know some of the third-party games, but what is, what does Sony or PlayStation game studios have up their sleeve? I want to I want to know that because that's what's going to get me excited about the box. And they're doing it well, though, by letting Microsoft come out and make the dumb decisions before they do. I mean, they I'm sure there are plenty of dumb decisions that they can make on their own that they'll, you know, be totally fine for. But And Microsoft hasn't really made necessarily dumb decisions. It's just they didn't really give, like, the unveiling of the box was, you thought was a commercial for something else. And it didn't really do a good job of showing you that, yes, this is the next one. So that's a dumb decision. Yeah. And, like, the naming is a little dumb. But, well, I mean, then, Sony could still come out and show you. We could get the dev kit could be the real thing. It could be just a giant five and it would be ugly and stupid. Like, Sony still has plenty of dumb decisions it can make on their own. So I wouldn't necessarily give them props just yet for letting someone else do dumb things, too. Well, what I'm saying is, like, they haven't unveiled the box because they probably saw how poorly it was for Microsoft. Microsoft then said, we're going to have a game showcase. And then they're like, it's also not going to be any first person game or first party games. And yeah. it's not any gameplay. Uh, and that didn't go over very well. Granted, there were some cool things in there, but it wasn't what we were looking for. Um, and now Sony's saying we're going to announce games. This next you know lineup is coming out. And then Microsoft also said that they're going to show theirs in July. Um, but they very explicitly said it's going to be first-party games. Yeah. So a lot of this is testing the waters of fan reaction. So I think the next big step would be Somebody is saying, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is with the exact insides, and this is what it costs. Yeah. Here's who, here's what's running on Unreal Engine 5, and here's what's here's all the nanobots and... Flops. Yeah. So many flops. So, yeah, I don't know. Just, um, just, just show just, me the box. Just give it to me. Just, just show me the thing. Tell me all the games, please. Uh, but it's looking more and more likely to be happening, and, I mean, soon is obviously a relative term, but... June and July is the time when it's going to happen. Kind of. I mean, you're running out of time before people start thinking. I mean, I know the holidays 
whatever, like the release window is still far off, but you need to get people thinking about this. You need, you know, people need to know what to save up for those that need yeah. to save up for a new console. Like, people need to be able to try and pre-order these things because we don't know what supply is going to look like. And they may not know what supply is going to look like. Well, they already said it was going to be less than expected because of the whole world situation. Well, yeah, but also that like it's probably going to be more expensive. <laughs> so they it, like it's not going to be $400. So the extra 100 or 200 that it probably will be will cause less people to want to buy it. Yeah. So supply will be down because of that as well. But just give me the info. Just tell me. Just tell me what's coming. That's all I want. Um, something that is coming from Sony Lightning Round uh, is their annual Days of Play, which normally coincides with E3 every year, uh, where you can get all kinds of sales and things. So, what does Sony have on tap for for Days of Play? So, uh, Sony unlist uh, uh, unveiled a list of things that are coming, and surprisingly, a uh, new console is not one of them. Or controller, or any of the Days of Play stuff physical that they usually come out with. Mm -hmm. Um, It does kind of make sense, since they have the PS5 coming out. But they could have put out, like, their final... This is a PS4 Pro Days of Play edition. Um, I bought the two years ago's blue one. Mm -hmm. So I have, like, the Days of Play 2018 one. Um, But things they did announce is that the gold... Uh, wireless headset's going to be on sale. The Platinum wireless headset's going to be on sale. Um, Neo and MLB The Show are going to be forty bucks. Uh, Predator, Typical. Death Stranding, and Dreams are going to be thirty. Days Gone, Medieval, Blood and Truth are going to be twenty. Uh, everybody's VR, everybody's golf VR is fifteen. Astrobot and Farpoint are going to be ten. Nice. Last of Us Remastered uh, is going to be. Uh, 10 as well as select playstation hits games so that could be like any of the god of war god of war uh, spider-man yakuza zero Mm -hmm. um the 12th month playstation plus service is going to be 30 percent off makes it 42 dollars yep um playstation now is also going to be 30 percent off and uh sorry the 12 months of playstation now is going to be 30 percent off and three months is going to be 20 percent off nice um, and then they're also doing 20% off of their uh, PlayStation gear. So like the t-shirts, t-shirts and, and hoodies and, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cups and mugs. Yeah, it's going to be 20% off with the code Days of Play 20. So hmm. it's kind of a small list. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is obviously just the the first unveiling. There'll be more stuff. I'm sure there'll be, you know, this will be coupled with the normal E3 week sales of, you know, previous game of the years or previous. Every online store runs a... You know, previous games of show at E3 type sale. So I think we might get some of that. And this is two weeks long. So yeah, that's what the third to the seventeenth. Yeah, well, and they usually do stuff for the first week and then the second week. So first week you might have just just during this week this is on sale. Yeah. Um, As of right now, this is the stuff that's going to be on sale for the whole days of play. Mm -hmm. So get your PlayStation Plus membership now. Yeah, I I have to. On the third. Mine always expires around E3 because that's normally when I pick it up on sale. See, I'm screwed because I think mine expires on like the 16th of June or something like that. They sent me an email about it recently and I was like, oh, thanks. Actually, yeah, what does it say? Wait, why does that make you screwed when that just means you just re-up it at this discount? I could, but I'd have to have no PlayStation Plus for a month. Wait, I thought you just said yours expires in June and this is in June. Oh, it is in June. I was thinking July. No, no, no. Yeah, June 10th is when it expires. So I have, I can get it 
uh, on the third. Yeah. And, and so yeah, fine. you're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. I was like, wait, no, you're good. That, no, for some reason I thought it was July, tracks. not June. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're all set. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's surprising that there's no something, but it also makes sense that, I mean, well, PlayStation also, 4s exist now. Yeah, given the time we're in, too. Like, they'd have to physically make consoles. True. No one's going to stores because stores potentially aren't open anymore. or, or will Well, they're starting be, to open or, up now. And... But they didn't know that when this True. was, when development time for, or, you know, production time for a system would have come in time. True. So, yeah. I mean, it is, but, you know, you got a new console. If people want a PS4, they exist. Uh, I mean, they're doing The Last of Us 1. Last of Us, yeah. Two. So version which yeah. still is an odd thing to put out but i mean it could be a thing where you were a person who played last of us on ps3 and you had no inclination to buy a ps4 and you only just want to get a ps4 to play last of us 2 then there you go still an odd time to put out a system like six months before their new system comes out yeah but it's it's just a reskin of the same system it's not like it's a it's not like it's a slim or a pro that's six months before it's just but you know what that means is it's going to be even rarer because no one's going to buy one <laughs> Or, well, no, not necessarily rare. It'll be maybe more prevalent and less rare because no one's going to buy one and they're just going to sit on shelves. Uh, it could go either it, like It could honestly yeah, go Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm thinking in the long run, like, how much these are going to be worth in, in, you know, five years. Because when I was looking at buying a PlayStation, I wanted to buy the old uh, Battlefront uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars one. And those were super hard to find because... Well, because people wanted those. People like, wanted them, yeah. Yeah, th- those all got bought pretty quickly. This could be a thing where it's like, I don't really want to get... I can wait six months to play Last of Us 2 because I, it'll be backwards compatible. I'll just get a PS5 yeah. rather than spend the 300 now. I'll just spend the 500 six months from now and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's every possibility of that too, considering we know that it's going to be backwards compatible to PS4. But, yeah, surprising... I mean, obviously the games are there. Any of those games, I think, uh, anything on your list there that you want? Not really. I mean, like, I've been mildly interested in playing God of War, but, mm-hmm. like, everyone I know owns a copy of it, so, yeah, like, fine. I can just borrow someone else's. Uh, obviously, I'll buy a PlayStation Plus when it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, a side thing, this isn't part of the games of our days of play, but um, apparently people who are getting um, emails from Funimation saying, Sony, Sony owns Funimation now, which is an anime distribution Mm -hmm. and licensing company um that they're giving them like seven dollars off their subscription to it for playstation plus subscribers which is nice i didn't get an email but i don't know if that's i get one you can have it (laughs) well thank you sir i don't know if it's because of like how long you have your system or how long you have your your account because mine isn't terribly long for playstation plus at least well, mine is i've had playstation plus i think oh no there was a little bit of a break there but i've had it pretty much since it started i had it for a year when i bought my vita because i wanted whatever the gold war games yeah. were for that um and then i didn't have one until 2018 so there was probably a four-year gap i didn't get have playstation mm-hmm. plus but as of right now nobody knows what the rhyme or reason is some people are getting it and some people aren't yeah um, but that's neat because obviously everyone's, I mean, things are opening now, but most people are stuck at home. So yeah, so you can watch kids fight demons on the way home from school. That's all anime is. That's all it is. Nothing else. Nope. I mean, sometimes they play volleyball, but then they have to leave the school when to they're done playing demons. volleyball to fight and they happen to fight demons. Yeah, that's right. I know anime. I, I understand it. Yeah. Uh, cool. 
All right, lightning round. Uh, we talked about the tease last week uh, for this, but this week we got the confirmation of exactly what consists of the Mafia trilogy, um, which turns out is two games right now and one game a little later. Mm-hmm. So right now, available now, you can get the remastered versions of uh, Mafia 2 and Mafia 3. Both of those are available, up-resed, upscaled, all the DLC, definitive editions of both. Uh, they're out on PS4, Xbox, PC, um, so you can get both of those now. And then coming in August, which it's weird that they're doing it out of order, but it makes complete sense. Coming August the 28th is the definitive edition of Mafia 1, which is a complete remake from the ground up 4k hdr visuals like the whole the whole kit and caboodle not just the up res reskin of you know the ps2 no early ps3 or ps2 ps2 okay yeah and on the regular xbox um so yeah it's not just like a reskin up res of that or a backwards compatible version or anything like that is it a full remake with all new graphics all new visuals and that comes out august the 28th so. yeah so it's like the yakuza kiwami game Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because Kiyomi was just a ground-up remake of the first Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. So you can buy all three as like a pack, or you can buy them separately. Uh, I don't know the pricing structure on that, but I'm pretty sure, given that it's a full, a full remake, that it's probably a full sixty-dollar game. Let me double check. Uh, oh yeah, it's sixty sixty dollars for the trilogy. So that's actually a really good deal. Thirty bucks for each of them. Twenty, oh, 20 oh, bucks. It's for, for all one. of them. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mafia. Yeah, so yeah, it's sixty bucks to get it digitally in the PlayStation Store. So not too shabby of a deal if you're interested in the Mafia games. Do you have any interest in the Mafia games? No, I tried to play the first one and I just I couldn't do it. I kind of like the idea of the first one. If I could buy just the first one, like piecemeal at twenty, and then decide at my leisure if I want to like play the rest of them, then that would be one thing. Um, but it doesn't look like that's, I mean, maybe it's just cause it's super early. Like the first one doesn't seem to just be there in the PlayStation store. Maybe it's cause I have to wait until the 28th. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it's $30 per and then tw- $20 each if you buy them all together. Cause that right now sense. mafia three and mafia two definitive are each 30. So, I mean, I theoretically would maybe pay, you know 30 for one and if i like it wait till the other two are on sale or something because i like that genre so see that's not a time or a like theme that i've ever really cared for like i don't really like the godfather movies or any of that kind of like mobster Hmm. what 1930s 1940s whatever the time is yeah yeah Yeah, like i like untouchables i like the godfather yeah that's not my that's just not my thing just like westerns really not my thing so i i tried to play it just because i was like oh this is like a new spin on grand theft auto Mm -hmm. like back when it came out on the xbox and i was like oh you gotta drive the speed limit and Mm. like there's far too much talking in this for me and granted i was probably like 14 or whatever when it came out but still it's just not an aesthetic that's my thing yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. This is this seems like one of those things where you really got to buy into the world being created before you can get past the sameness of these games. Because like ultimately, this will be a super old game, even though it'll look great. It'll still have the mechanics and the gameplay of a you know a bygone era of yeah. games. Like I don't think there was like cover or anything like that from what I remember. So like you were just kind of like running out in the middle of the open shooting and. These are also weapons from the 30s, so and it's just... Yeah. It was dated 
then. Then it's, yeah. it'll probably feel a bit dated now, or more dated now. But yeah, that's, so it's very that's much to be seen. It's a, it's also going to be a complete remake. So who knows if yeah, they, they could add cover. They, yeah, they could add all these different. Allow you to and drive stuff. a little not as like legit. If you went over the speed limit, you had a cop on your ass the second you yeah. drove. I mean, that makes sense. That's they're looking for any excuse to bust you when you're in the mob because they like know they you're in the mob. Have, like radar guns at that point, that it was how would they know? But they could see you going fast and know that that hey that's that's Big Tony's car like I guess that's if true. he and he just like yeah. flew past us down the street, boom! I got him for speeding. I can you know maybe he'll have a gun in the car or maybe I can catch him. You know, it's like you know they get Al Capone on tax fraud. Like you get you get a mobster however you can get him because yeah, you know they're for dumb ways. Yeah, you know they're up to no good, but you just can't prove it. Yeah, because they don't have the technology to prove it in the thirties. That came in at a weird time where, like, mobsters was a big thing again. Like, remember, like, everyone wearing Scarface shirts and, like, the Scarface PS2 game that came out and all that? I mean, that's still everyone. They, they all have Scarface posters in their college dorm rooms. Yeah. If they were in weird, their college door, dorm thing. rooms. Who knows? Weird thing for people to like. Yeah. But I might I might play the first one. Like, wait till it's on sale or something yeah. and try to play the first one and then pick up the other two if I care. If it's worth it. Yeah. And again, they're not necessarily a cohesive story. At least the third one isn't. So. Well, because I think it was such separation between the third one and the first two that they had to make the third one be a little bit more. I think it was like three or four years in between each of them. I think that's what we were looking at last mm-hmm. week. Where it wasn't like the first two were close. There was about the same gap between one and two and two and three. And there's a definitely, definitely a def- um uh, system gap because yeah PS2, well because it's PS3, on three yeah. and then late ps3 yeah so for the third one yeah uh cool uh lightning around uh we got the briefest of teases this week uh as there was a watch along for the scott pilgrim movie with um i think it was the creators Edgar Wright. yeah uh which is a great movie if you haven't seen it it's a wonderful movie 10th um, anniversary but Afterwards, uh, the creator of the Scott Pilgrim comic, Brian Lee O'Malley, mm-hmm. tweeted out, bring back the Scott Pilgrim game. That game was awesome. Which I agree. That game was fun. It it's was. A standard, it was super fun. Standard Streets of Rage, side-scrolly, beat-em-up game. But it had the fun pixel art. It had the everyone turns into coins. It had the awesome soundtrack. Like, it very much felt at home in the Scott Pilgrim universe. But that game has since been delisted. You can't download it. I don't. I don't know if you can download it anymore. If it's in your library or if it's just like I'm it's got to sure be either. on your system or you don't have it. I don't know what level of taken down from the store there was. Um, but in response to that tweet, uh, Ubisoft, who owns the game, sent a reply with the "hmm" emoji. Kind of. I mean, they're the ones who control that. I feel like they wouldn't do that if they couldn't. It seems like a weird. Like fan service acknowledgement if there was no way to do it. Uh, ultimately, I think it got taken down for music rights. That's a rumor. So what Ana- the the rumor that it got taken down or that it got taken down for music rights because mm-hmm. Anamanaguchi, who is the people who made the the soundtrack for it, were yeah. like, no, like it's our music. We would gladly love to have this game come out. Yeah, it was not under our control. Well, it could have been a thing where the rights expired and Ubisoft didn't want to pay the money to re-license them even though Anamanaguchi would have said fine yeah they could have been like eh it didn't really sell great enough we don't really want to re-up this we'll just take it down it's fine I think I think that they said that they would be happy for the game to come out but I think Ubisoft pulled it because they didn't have any interest like in keeping the rights up but, yeah. on the store yeah. so it wasn't music or anything I think this is entirely Ubisoft's deal and the fact that now they're giving the hmm face maybe they're like 
for the 10th anniversary, maybe we'll put it on new and or, you know, put yeah. it back up for a certain amount of time. I would love this game to come to Switch. Like, I have it. It's on my PS3 downstairs, but, like, I'm not... I'm not I, I beat going. it a bunch of times, but there's DLC I never beat for it. Yeah, so. I never got the DLC, I don't think. Yeah, for you get it. to play as Knives, so... Okay. Um, but, yeah, I would I'd very much love this game to come back. Uh, same thing with a lot of the delisted ones. Like, I never bought... Was it Turtles in Time Reshelled? Yeah. I would love to have that, even though it wasn't the best port of it. It's still the only way you can play it that isn't an emulator or an arcade one-up cabinet, which I still have my eye on. Uh, so I would love to have that available on like Switch or PS4 yeah. or whatever. Something more modern. Uh, but yeah, bring that game back. The hmm emoji is the slightest of acknowledgments, but it's, it's also more... also PR department. It's not like it's actually True. them. It's just them going, hmm. Yeah. But it's like when the creator says, okay, go... And the fans clearly want it, then, yeah. then maybe that means we get something. Uh, I mean, they did announce that it's coming back to theaters for a special like 10th anniversary thing this August, because I think it's in August is the yeah. when it came out. Well, the 10th anniversary, I think, is right now, but they said there's nothing they can do until August because that would be the next approachable time yeah. for theaters to actually be open. Yeah, what did I see? When did it? Scott Pilgrim... First the World, 2010. When was it? August 13th. So yeah, it was an August release date initially. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if they want to release that, re-release that game come August on the newer systems, thumbs up from me. Give Especially it a, if it's the Switch. Give it a physical copy, please. Uh, I mean, if even if it's digital only, I guarantee you there's going to be a limited run. I something. would buy the shit out of that. Because it would probably come with like an 8-bit sword, like flame sword or something. Like it would definitely come with some really cool shit. Yeah. Probably get special Scott Pilgrim coins. Yeah. Um, the, the currency that came in yeah. the game. So yeah, that'd be super awesome. Maybe a, a token or something. It's a, it's a phenomenal comic for anybody who hasn't read it. Yeah. And it's an even, it's a, it's a good, great game too. Yeah. I mean, so. it's a it's a generic game, but it is fun because of the what it's based around. Well, and it fits within the, like the world of the, Right, the comic was the comic and the movie was yeah was already video gamey to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So even it, though not really video gamey, just video game themed. Yeah, but it had it like it has all those elements, and it doesn't feel like a crappy cash in. It feels like a labor of love, so to speak, from the like for the franchise. For it's sure. a perfect companion piece to reading, the movie, that's watching, an adaption and playing of the, yeah. of the comic book. Yes, yeah, they all kind of fit together in one cohesive uh, thing. So yeah, that's that's exciting if it comes to pass, but. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, all right. Lightning round. Uh, we've talked about one of these companies um, in the past in great detail uh, because of their constant acknowledgement of all the things that they're working on. Um, but we got an update this week uh, from the Embracer Group, which is the um, investment firm or the holdings firm that used to be called THQ Nordic, which, as we've talked about, has bajillion games that they're working on. Um, they confirmed in an earnings report this week that they now uh, have purchased Saber Interactive and they hold, uh, they have 118 games in development Fuck. with 69 of those still unannounced. So you've got a bajillion things that are coming out. I want to see their like MCU roadmap. Like, like yeah. I want to see their giant, you know, timeline of yeah. what they're planning wall that they have lines of things connected of logos for games that don't exist yet yeah uh 69 of which you've we don't even know what they are because they're just a drawing on a napkin mm -hmm. 
Um, they're not the only company that was touting the future uh, this week as Take-Two, who owns Rockstar and 2K, um, said that they plan to release 93 titles over the next five years. So you potentially have uh, like over 200 games from these two companies alone. Jeez. And granted, they're the larger corporate companies that own a bunch of smaller things like you know, Volition is owned by Embracer Group, and so they they have their own development and studios. That's, that's and then, Tony Hawk right there. So, um, well, they're what the uh, Saints Row is Volition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they also did the Tony Hawk remake. Oh, the HD one. Yeah, no one oh, and two. One and one two. That's coming out in oh, okay. Um, yeah, Saints Row, Red Faction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like these two companies are going to be very, very busy uh, at the. The 2K one, the Take Two one, there's a lot there that you can guess. So you've got if you've got five years worth of sports games, so you've got five years worth of NBA's, five years worth of WWE's, well, five four because they're well, five. skipping a year. No, they're not because they still have Battlegrounds coming out. Is that still? I guess that's still Take Two. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's that, still that 2K. Was, yeah. yeah, it's still 2K. All right. Um, so you've got five years of wrestling games, five years of NBA games. You've got golf coming out this year, so that's five years. Potentially of new golf games with a new person on the cover every year if you wanted to go that route. Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be in there. Uh, probably some Borderlands content, you would think. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to put a game of the year out and then another game of the year out. Because Collection they, they or remake of one. Game of the years or, yeah. Out already. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's a good chunk of them already. It's 20-something games of the 93. So, 73 other games. And I'm sure most of these are going to be just remakes, remasters, whatever shovels to but you've the also, switch. But we've also got a, a you know a new console generation starting in the fall, so or in the holiday. So you've got to figure a bunch of franchises are going to get sequels and so that's what 20, new IP twenty-ish games a year. Uh, what for five years? Yeah, a little bit less than that. Yeah, like eighteen or something like that. I'm not doing the math really, but yeah. More or less. That's not unheard of. Yeah. For THQ Nordic or whatever they're called now, that's gonna be. Well, that that doesn't have a time. Interesting. That doesn't have a time frame. That's just we have 118 games in development, and 69 of them you don't know what they are. Because they're not real. I mean, they're they're real in some aspects of it. There's probably storyboarding and script writing phases of things. They're all probably at various levels of development. I don't think any of them are knee deep and we're ready to go soon and betas are coming and alphas are ready and trailers are dropping tomorrow like right. i don't think a majority of those 69 are there but it could be their ideas handful. yeah but they're probably at script writing phases and storyboards and finding art directors and whatnot putting up job listings for some of these mm-hmm. so i mean they've got the portfolio i don't really know that they put anything out since we've been kind of covering all the plans that they have did they put out the Darksiders game, I think? Oh, well, there you go. There's one. Because I knew that was THQ before. I don't know if the new one was THQ or not. THQ regular. It did not do very well. Because it's already it's always on sale for like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's a lot of things to potentially look forward to. We'll see when they start uh, announcing some of these and and what that'll mean for uh, for future games. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Anything I missed for the lightning round and not lightning round for this no, week? A, it was a light week this week. It was a light week, uh, but we're you know we're ramping up towards the June summer of super fun games and maybe <laughs> Still another, calling it that. maybe another state of play or the soon from Sony. So 
Uh, we'll hopefully be getting some more news in the coming weeks. But yep. that will do it for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think about Call of Duty going back to the Cold War. Uh, are you excited for a Silent Hill something? And who do you want to be behind the wheels of that? How soon do you think soon really is for PS5 game announcements? Are you picking up any of the Mafia trilogy? Do you want to see a Scott Pilgrim game? Or what other delisted games do you want to see coming back uh, to current or future consoles? Uh, and any franchises from Embracer Group or Take-Two that you want to see as part of this giant list of games that are coming probably soon at some point. Maybe. Eventually. Who knows? Eventually. Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Keep washing your hands. 